This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The editor-in-chief of the very athletic Bay Area, Jim Kawakami. Kawakami, who has covered the NBA for over two decades. It's time now for the TK Show on the Athletic Podcast Network. Hey everybody, Tim Kawakami here, TK Show, recording from the home studio. This is Wednesday morning, a couple days before the Warriors report to training camp. It's super early, man. It is super early, but it has become a tradition, a very, very good tradition. Uh, we usually talk to the head coach of the Warriors right before training camp, and guess what? The coach of the Warriors is Steve Kerr, and he's on the line right now. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm good, Tim. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in the middle of football season, by the way, which has just started. I don't know what the NBA is doing here, but uh, <laughs> it's spinning my head I, I a little. Bit. I know. <laughs> uh, I yeah, know you. There's a little bit going on, too. Um, a little bit. We got some 49ers stuff that yeah. we always have 49ers stuff, and I know you're interested in that. I mean, we'll, yeah. I'll try to get to that later, but. Uh, I know you've kind of had done your prep work for camp and there's the, you know, coaches get together, maybe some front office people and you're preparing to kind of start this camp. And it's a weird camp, right? You got a couple days and then you go to Japan and you come back, you got some time and then you kind of have another basic, another camp, but do you have like a theme in your head? Are there things that like when you talk over the coaches or maybe with, you know, Bob Myers and others, like here's kind of the way we're going to approach this time, you know, at the fourth time you're coming, starting, a season after winning a championship, is there some sense of kind of a, a theme in your head right now? Yeah, there is. I mean, it, it, what, what makes it fun is that every season is unique. Um, you know, every won a championship the following year was different, and uh, that's how it's supposed to be. And it, it's our job to kind of help the players navigate their way through that. And uh, I think this year is unique in that um, you know we we return a really clear top six, you know, with our starting five plus Jordan pool. And then after that, I think it's really wide open um, in terms of roles and, and um, you know, playing time. And, and so, it, and we have a really young group, you know, amongst uh, that, uh, you know, the rest of those spots. A um, couple, couple of key vets with Vincenzo and Jermichael Green, uh, both of whom I think will really contribute. Um, but but the rest of the guys are super young and and uh, so it's kind of um, you know blank slate and uh, a, lot, a lot of opportunity there for those guys. Yeah, last preseason you kind of played the veterans, like you wanted to work Otto Porter and some of the other guys into the Elitsa into playing with Steph. Was it feels like to play with Steph Curry, Draymond Green? Uh, you didn't have Clay at the beginning, obviously. Can you imagine you're going to play the play the young guys preseason and almost like, hey, the, like these are guys who are going to be somewhat in the rotation. Who knows in what order and what amount? But you know, are guys like Jonathan Kaminga, Jonathan Wiseman, James Wiseman? What am I saying? I, I, I'm still football season here. Uh, <laughs> Moses Moody, all the rest. I mean, even Patrick Baldwin and and Ryan Rollins. I mean, are you going to get a look at them in preseason? You imagine? 
Yeah, well, they'll play a lot in preseason. You, you mentioned the, um, the training camp and the strange structure to it. We, we literally have three practices before we fly to Japan, and then we have two games in Japan. And we've made those trips before. They're really fun. Um, there's a lot going on. There's not much practice time. So we're really looking at two two exhibition games with, you know, kind of three and a half practices before. And so that means our our, our young guys are going to play pretty heavy minutes um, because we're going to really want to ease ease our vets, you know, into camp. And then when we return, that's our, our real training camp. You know, we come back from Tokyo, and I think we have about a week before our next game. And so we'll have a chance to get four or five really good practices and then that's when we'll start implementing some new stuff and and uh, and and really get get the veteran guys um, you know ramped up and ready for more time. So I, I imagine the young guys will play a lot of minutes throughout the preseason, and and that'll be good for them and good for us because we'll get we'll get a good look at them and we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. You, you mentioned the six guys, and beyond that, it's a bunch of young guys. And you have Jamichael Green, Defensenzo, the two veterans. I should add them. So that's eight kind of veteran yeah. core, but that's a lot of minutes out there, right? I mean, are you, I mean, Meyer said it last week, like there's basically the young guys are going to have to play at least some of them in your mind is it like, where are Kaminga, Wiseman and Moody for sure? The three that we've seen, are they in your kind of loose rotation right now? As you, Do they have to earn their rotation spot? How, how do those three fit into your plans right now? Yeah, the beauty of it is um, everything has to be earned, you know, and, and we've I've talked about how, how unique each season is. That's what makes this season unique. Um, the first three times we came back from winning championships, the rotations were really set. I mean, we had deep rosters, we had veteran players. Uh, we kind of knew exactly who was going to play and what combinations uh, would, would, would form and and this is very different. So, um, you know, it's, it's rare, I think, for a championship team to come back with, um, you know, a lot of young talent that uh, has a chance to uh, to compete for playing time. Um, so I like that dynamic. I think competition is good. It brings the best out of everybody. And I don't really even have a loose rotation. I just I just look at it as we had six guys who played integral roles in, in us winning the title. And we, we know who they are what they do and then everybody else it's uh it's go time and you know it's it's right there for you you just got to go earn it and i don't love bringing up like things that have been talked about on on the web and all these things and i know you love those things but there's been some chatter about <laughs> jonathan kaminga's what commitment or or where he is just generally where how do you assess kaminga's approach to the game uh there was a little thing but he was late to a lifting session and andre took care of it uh, but that Draymond brought it up. I mean, Draymond didn't make it public. Is there some sense that you need more from Kaminga? Some sense that, you know, he's maturing into something, that he needs to mature into some kind of, you know, different kind of mentality to, to earn minutes? Well, I think the, the, the things that you mentioned happened last season. And, um, you know, that's all part of being a rookie, being a young guy. It's one of the great things about having Andre and Draymond having these mentors. Uh, so that's all perfectly normal. Uh, that's what you want. You want you want your young guys to uh, to go through that to see the commitment that it takes for your older guys to you know to mentor them, and that's exactly what happened uh, last year. 
Uh, JK's had a really good summer. He's done everything we've asked of him. Uh, he's traveled some because he's played for his national team, um, you know, in the summer. And uh, but he's he's been working really hard. I know there was that weird report that um, that came out. I think Stephen A. Smith said something about about JK. And I, I, honestly, Bob and I, when that came out, we called each other and, and asked each other, like, where did that come from? Because um, it made no sense because JK has been great. He's done everything we've asked of him. He's working hard. Uh, I enjoy coaching him. Uh, he's, uh, he, he's right where he needs to be. And it's just, you know, he's got to just keep getting better every day. But we're very happy with his, uh, his summer and everything he committed to. I don't know how much you've been at, at uh, the arena seeing these guys work out. I don't know how much you can be there, but uh, Myers mentioned Wiseman. And I know you guys don't want to keep puffing up Wiseman. You want to see him play. And, that, and that's certainly fair. He's had two seasons where we haven't seen him much, but that he's looking good. He's had an actual off season, right? This is his first real off season where you can see him building things where he's healthy and it's not a pandemic. And he had a summer league. Um, do, do you see growth in him? And, and, and like, do you want to like just say, hey, there's something here that we haven't seen here from James in the past? Well, all of my coaches uh, have been raving about James, and, and I just got back last week. Um, I was traveling quite a bit this summer, so I haven't seen a ton of him, but uh, I was getting rave reviews from the coaches um, in terms of James's incremental improvement just and, and you know what he needed more than anything was to play and he played a ton this summer and that's the great news he um, played a lot of pickup games uh, he stayed healthy his knee feels good um, so he's in a really good place going into camp and with big guys it always takes longer the adjustment takes longer especially when you know guys who had very little if any college experience and as we know with James that was three games at Memphis uh, so I, I think the great thing is there's there's a much better sense of uh, who we are now than when he was a rookie I mean you remember his rookie year we we took the approach that let's just start him let's throw him into the deep end and uh, that wasn't entirely fair and I think uh, you know we at times did not put him in the best position uh, to succeed. We were more interested in, in just getting him experience, trying to trying to speed up the development process. And, and I think that was, in retrospect, it was unfair to him. Um, now, in fairness to us, you know, Loon was, uh, Loon was injured and had some, some of the nerve issues going, and, and we weren't sure if he was going to be healthy. And, you know, we were trying to, to get to the point where we thought maybe James could help us, you know, when we got healthy the following year. But like I said, it was a, a sped up process. This year, it's a much more organic, natural progression of work. And uh, he's got, uh, you know, uh, lots of time, lots of development ahead of him without the rush to, you know, to be a, a hugely productive player right away. Because, you know, we've, we've got, we got guys who are ready to to help us win right now. And uh, for James, that'll be part of the process. And I think that's exciting. You know, you can just see like maybe a streamline, like, you know, maybe not so many threes, maybe certainly no mid range jumpers, just kind of rim run, play defense, you know, work on the pick and roll defense. Can you see like it, 
wise men as a just like here just just get to the basics before you start doing some of the other stuff whereas you know as a rookie he was doing everything right he was like yeah, you got a lot of talent just go do stuff C- can you imagine it will be a little bit more streamlined version of what you want to see from him this season yeah yeah for sure and some of that will be by design and some of that will be because he's played more now and he understands what's a good shot and what's not. And he understands that uh, if he's on the floor with Steph and clay, that they're the best shooters in the world. And, you know, he needs to throw the ball to them if they're open, you know, because there's a better chance of the shot going in. Uh, same with, with Jordan. I imagine he'll connect with Jordan and, and, you know, they, they'll put together a, you know, a good pick and roll uh, combination and uh, we'll work on that in camp. And, and so there's a, a lot of this stuff just comes with experience. And um, because we're whole now compared to two years ago in his rookie year when we were decimated, uh, it'll it'll just be easier for him and easier for us to, to kind of streamline things and, and uh, put him in a, in a better position to succeed. Have you seen much from Baldwin and, and Rollins? I know we not they weren't play summer league. They're just starting, or maybe Baldwin started scrimmaging a little while ago. You've been away, but what are your reports on them? What are your sense on what you can, you know, obviously they're young. Who knows? They're behind the other three guys, certainly. Uh, but just a sense of their games against other personalities. Do you, do you have an idea of that yet? Ryan just started playing last week, you know, coming off the uh, stress fracture. So he has, has not had much of a chance uh, yet you know, to, to uh, make a, an impression, at least in pickup games. But everyone loves his makeup, his, uh, his athleticism, how hard he plays. And uh, so we're really excited about him. And then Patrick, uh, all the coaches uh, were texting me you know, while I was gone, just raving about how knowledgeable he is what great feel he has um he's, he's just one of those guys who seems to understand the game and move the ball and knock down shots and i think the biggest thing patrick is uh, uh, to make sure he's healthy you know he, he wasn't healthy last year during his one college season he wasn't healthy in summer league uh so he's a young guy young guys generally you know have to learn their bodies and learn how to take care of themselves and how to get in the training room and the weight room and do all their work so uh, i look at patrick as somebody with great potential and really excited to see him play uh but you know in the early stages of his career uh, probably be hard for him to you know to, to crack the rotation you never know i give everybody a chance as you know that um uh, but both with Ryan and Patrick, both, you know, the rookie season is really about figuring out your surroundings and figuring out how to handle yourself, how to be a pro. And- it's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So you mentioned your coaching staff, uh, another year of some changes and an identified coach who went to coach Sacramento. I forget his name. I, he had very little to do with the Warriors, I'm sure. But uh, uh, Mike Brown, we're joking, Mike Brown, who coached the playoff games, uh, not just very recently. Uh, and we all wish him well. But, uh, you know, definitely some change. But Kenny Atkinson moves to the lead. I don't know if you've officially announced that, but I assume that's true, right? Uh, and and yep, Jama, yep. Jama Malaya moves to the front of the bench. I mean, just do you have a different chemistry? I know sometimes you like a different chemistry, right, from year to year to try to kind of change things up a little bit. Yeah, I do think that it's uh, a coaching staff is similar to uh, a roster that you need some new blood, you need some energy. Uh, I think sometimes change is good when you get a little bit of uh, – <laughs> You know, a little bit of a shakeup uh, this year with Mike uh, taking the Sacramento, but taking Leandro Barbosa with him. Uh, as much as we're going to miss those guys, uh, it, it affords other people opportunities to, to kind of move up the ladder and take on more responsibility. So uh, Kenny will be, um, you know, our, my lead assistant. He's going to take over the defense this year. He and Chris DeMarco are going to be uh, running the defense. And then... Uh, you know, JAMA is uh, kind of our chief of staff. He's uh, He's got Mike Brown's organizational skills and attention to detail. So he will handle uh, a lot of the things that Mike did uh, behind the scenes and uh, going to uh, be in charge of the offense. And uh, and we'll go from there. So we feel, we feel really good about you know, where we are and everybody we're returning and the continuity that we have with the staff. And then, uh, you know, a few changes within all of that. It's, uh, it's a good thing. We lost you when you said, who's in charge of the offense? You blanked out there. So who's in charge of the offense? Bruce Frazier and Decky mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. will we'll team up to uh, to handle the offense. And uh, and then, obviously, I'm, I'm involved in, in uh, you know, on both sides of the ball. But um, I think it's, it's – I feel good about the structure. I mean, we, we did a similar thing last year where we, we had two people, kind of a you know, coordinator and an assistant coordinator on both sides of the ball. And uh, I like that approach because you get a, a really good kind of, uh, you know, teamwork that develops between the staff and, and uh, you know, smaller groups that are working together on, on uh, certain things. And uh, I like the structure that we have in place. Same structure as last year, but but uh, people will be moving around. The thing I love about Kenny is that you know he's been a head coach, he's been a development guy, he's been a coordinator. I mean, he's he's got great knowledge on both sides of the ball, and he's uh, very comfortable uh, on the defensive side. And that was um, huge. You know, I think you know not losing Kenny after we lost Mike last year was um, that was a big. Uh, boon for us you know just i think losing both of those guys would have been really tough um mike did such a great job over the years he was at his best because we, we, we you know we handed him the defense and made it his and 
and he was brilliant. And so we were lucky to have somebody of Kenny's caliber to, to take over for Mike. You know, I'm gonna who's doing the rotation sheet, Steve? That's Jamma. Jamma will do uh, the rotation sheet. The guy with uh, all you know the good penmanship, uh, seven <laughs> different colors. So he's uh, he's perfect for the job. <laughs> yeah, and that's the person I'm going to be uh, seeing. He's going to run up to you. Go, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to get this guy in at the five minute mark, Steve. Come on now, let's go. <laughs> Hurry up. Uh, you have. I know you're going to. We're all going to hear from Andre when Andre makes a decision about when Andre Godala whether he's going to come back or not. Do you have a sense that you know lean any way from Andre? Are you expecting him in? Uh, do you have to kind of make sure you're prepared for Andre to be coming in? Maybe at some point during camp. We've, uh, he's been in, in our facility the last couple of weeks with Rick Celebrini and the training staff. And, and I, he's, you know, we're giving him every bit of space that he needs and, um, he's assessing where his body is and, and what he's going to do. And, and, uh, we're just saving that spot. Um, the good news is there's, there's really no rush because we've got, um, you know, 20 guys, I think will be at training camp. And, um, so if Andre decides not to, to come back, uh, it's you know it's, it's not like we're sitting here, you know, waiting to sign someone else. It's like we, you know we we have the people in camp we want, and we're really really hoping Andre decides to return. But we'll totally respect, obviously, you know whatever decision he makes, and we're we're prepared either way. But I can tell you this: um, we have a way better chance to win a title and repeat if Andre is on our roster. Um, you know, I think he can still play as he showed last year, uh, and he's just huge for our uh, internal leadership and uh, and guidance. And, and these, you know, we got so many young guys. Uh, we uh, we need we need Andre's presence. So I really hope he comes back. I'm going to ask you about Kevin Durant in, in a way that hopefully you're not going to tamper and won't tamper. And I know you know it's out there. He was on the Warriors. Steph's talked about that, that, you know, there was some amount of, you know, talking about it internally, at least. Steve, did you talk about it internally? Can you talk about or, or was it something that you kind of went through? Like, yeah, it's good to, to know that Kevin Durant liked his time with the Warriors. And, you know, it's a general thought that is good to know. And, and, and that's the way Myers put it. Would you assess it that way or any other way you want to? Well, I can't, I, I can't comment on any of that stuff because, um, you, you know, it, it would be, uh, <laughs> it would be considered tampering if I talk about any, you know, what I will say is that it was, it was great to be reconnected with Kevin in the Olympics last summer. Uh, and we have a, a, a really good relationship and, and, um, you know, it's, it, what, what he did for this organization, you know, winning, Two finals MVPs and, and you know, helping helping us uh, to become one of the you know, one of the best teams ever. I think um, you know that will never be forgotten. And uh, so there's always always that sense of uh, respect and appreciation, and that will that will be that'll be forever. And that stuff doesn't go away. And um, so it was it was fun for us to be in Tokyo. Uh, together last last summer and win a gold medal and, you know be with Draymond it felt like it was a, a really good way to sort of reconnect and and uh, remember the good the good stuff that happened another tricky topic obviously is Robert Sarver with the son, owner of the Suns who you worked for uh, way back when uh, certainly and, and has been suspended for a year with 
obviously behavior that we all can consider abhorrent that was found by a law firm investigating this. Steve, uh, just any reaction to that? The Robert Sarver that you worked for, uh, did he deserve this? And and were you did you agree with the decision? Could you have seen it could have been harsher? As Draymond Green has mentioned, uh, just your thoughts on what happened with the league's suspension of Robert Sarver? Yeah, again, this, you know, this is something that's um, that's, that's a, a sensitive subject. Um, you know, having having been there um, and worked there for three years, um, you know, I do have my thoughts, um, but I understand that everybody's going to, you know, see things through lens and um so I, I just you know i i interviewed for you know by the uh, investigation um i was uh asked my thoughts i shared my thoughts and, and it's a really difficult situation for adam and for the league and um so i you know from my perspective i didn't see i didn't see the racism uh that was mentioned um but everyone's going to see it their own way. And um, so it's a really tricky one for, for the league from a legal perspective. You know, it's, it's not easy saying, all right, we're going to just take a team away from an owner. You, you open yourself up to huge legal ramifications if you do that. And uh, is there enough there? I mean, those are all the questions that Adam and the league have had to ask themselves. And, uh, and given the, you know, the, the climate of 2022 and, you know, the culture we live in, you know, it, and there's now going to be all kinds of speculation and criticism and judgment on, on everybody. And it's just, it's unfortunate for, for everyone involved. It's just, you know, disappointing for everybody involved. Well, maybe easier conversation here. Uh, what the hell's happening with your 49ers, Steve? I know you are uh... You have a relationship with John Lynch, a, a relationship with Kyle Shanahan. You follow it. Some interesting things have happened. What's your take on this season for the San Francisco 49ers as it's already gone crazy in a couple of weeks? I just feel so bad for, for Trey Lance. I mean, you know, you just you, – you leave for young players, especially people who you can see uh, are doing the right things and, and have a good sense of self. And I, every interview I saw with them, I was so impressed. I was so impressed after the, the first week, yep. you know, losing that game and that torrential downpour, and, you know, the way he sort of handled himself was um, wonderful to watch. And so you root for people like that. And um, so that's, that's my prevailing thought is just how disappointing for for him personally, and of course for the, the team and the fans, and uh, and you know they still haven't held the team, and, and uh, last last week was a good reminder of that. I mean, um, you know, it was just a dominant game, dominant performance, and I pull for for John and and for Kyle, and uh, I'll be watching. And you know, I don't claim to be an expert on any of this stuff, but I'm a fan for sure, and I hope they hope they have a great year. Just want to wrap this up. I know you. You mentioned your time uh, abroad. You had a nice, nice uh, off season there, Steve. You can you you got a lot into not a, a great amount of time. Uh, <laughs> you you had. I, mean, I know your daughter got married. Congratulations. I know uh, you, you. you you spent time with the Jurgen Klopp. 
uh, and with yep. in Africa. Yep. I mean, just what was your highlight? I mean, I, your daughter is going to make you say that. Obviously, it was an incredible moment. But <laughs> w- w- what do you? What are the kind of some of the things that you're going to remember about? It? And and I think we chatted before. It's when your last free off seasons for a while, because as the USA Olympics coach. You're going to be busy next season for next offseason World Cup. And the one after that is the little thing called the Olympics. Um, did you come, try to take, you know, kind of savor this offseason, knowing what you got coming ahead and, and what was some of the high moments for you? Yeah, I mean, not only not only because of what's ahead, but also what was behind, you know, two straight years of not being able to travel because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so my wife and I kind of tried to fit several years of lost vacation time into into one trip and so we we spent a month uh overseas uh we our daughter got married in france um she and her husband now husband are uh studying um abroad in in paris getting their mbas this year so they decided to do a destination wedding the wedding was phenomenal and then uh we stayed in vacation for a while we went to Majorca for for a week um which was amazing and my sister lives in, in Cambridge, in England, so we went and saw her and, uh, and then made a trip to Liverpool to go visit uh, the, uh, the team and the, watch them practice. And I got to meet the players and, and the coach. It was, it was uh, awesome. And then we wrapped it up with a trip to Cairo for a Basketball Without Borders. Uh, so we spent a week in Cairo and then finally came home. So... It was, a, it was an amazing trip. For sure, the highlight was my daughter's wedding. Uh, as you said, I better say that or I'm in trouble. But uh, it was it was perfect. It couldn't have gone any better. And uh, wonderful trip. And I'm happy to be home and, and uh, you know ready to roll. Uh, you got the Warriors, obviously, it's right ahead. But when does the Olympic stuff start to really get in your head? So you're like planning out the roster and setting up the infrastructure. Like this is coming up, right? I mean, do you start to be now start to start whiteboard some things or maybe you already have? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of an ongoing process. You know, Sean Forge is, uh, and Grant Hill um, and I work closely together. Uh, I had a discussion with Sean yesterday um, just about potential roster for the World Cup next summer. Uh, part of this year, you know, I'll, I'll spend, Grant will spend some time, you know, um, after a certain game, maybe there's a guy we're targeting, you know, I'll make sure I go over and, and uh, you know, grab that guy and, and uh, you know, start the recruiting process and all that. And, and uh, But the planning stuff is already underway. We've already got... Uh, you know, scheduling lined up for training camp next summer in Las Vegas and uh, exhibition games. So it's an ongoing uh, process, uh, but a lot of fun and, and something I'm really looking forward to. All right, Steve, we'll close this with a version of the question I've asked you many times, but I'm always interested, and I think listeners are interested in this too. Steve Kerr, what's your favorite book right now, or just a good book you've read recently? I just read a book called uh, Killers of the Flower and uh, it's a, actually a really sad book. It's a, uh, a true story. Um, it's, I think, being turned into a movie right now, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, it's about the oil reserves uh, that existed on uh, Native American uh, land reservations in, uh, in Oklahoma and in like, like the teens and 20s 
and um, also a story about the modern FBI and how the FBI was formed. Um, devastating story about uh, how you know land and, and resources were taken away from from the Indian tribes there. But incredible book. I mean, really, really well written. Um, it's it's nonfiction, but it reads like a novel. And as I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, there's a movie coming out soon. But uh, it's pretty a pretty interesting story and devastating story, but one that I had never read about before. I didn't know the story, so I, I highly recommend it. Excellent. You get some good recommendations on that stuff. So you, you have a real good genre there, right? The, the the history that is told like a novel, and that's good. I love that stuff, too. So, um, yeah. You know, it, well, this one came from Chris Ballard. Uh, Chris, uh, as you know, sure. a great writer himself and a good friend, and, and he recommended that one. And uh, Yeah, so he was dead on. That was a great book excellent love chris all right see listen appreciate your time i'm sure i'll be see although i will not see you this weekend i will be in denver with your san francisco 49ers so uh all these merging seasons are a little tough on a general columnist i want you to tell people that this is a little <laughs> tough on me but uh, i'll catch you when you're back little, i imagine it's a little little better though than uh pandemic sports oh, where God. everything is shut down and you got to Gotta make stuff up to yes. write about. Yes, I'll take this every <laughs> single time. And yeah, you yeah. want to make some news at some point? Go ahead, Steve. We'll we'll, we'll accept that. More things that you want. I always appreciate that. <laughs> thanks for coming on, and uh, we will see you soon. I'm sure. Thanks so much, Steve. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks. Got it. That's the show for today, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>